This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 608 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have the Renee Hahn Group with William Ravis Real Estate. Renee Hahn. Renee, how you doing? I'm very well. And you just uh, astounded me with 608 of these, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one at a time, right? It's like uh, you in real estate and, and that first home, you were, you were going, wow, you know, someday, you know, I'll get into the hundreds and God knows, who knows, thousands. And But you get there and you look back and you go, yeah, you know. Before long, you're at 608. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So real estate, a lot going on in the real estate market. Um, and you've seen highs and lows and in-betweens and sideways and everything else. So let's start with your group, Renee, the Renee Hahn Group. Tell us about your company. Sure. Well, first of all, we work for an amazing brokerage, William Ravis Real Estate, which is a family-owned business out of the Northeast, hailed out of the Northeast, but now is taking Florida by storm. So they have... Uh, went from probably, I think they, they started in the area six or so years ago and have just uh, took command of, of the community. And I've had the privilege of, of growing a team uh, within that to serve all areas of Naples. People ask me, which area do you focus on, Renee? And I say, the one my, my customers refer me to. So mm. I'm all over. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And and. And growing. I mean, it just seems like everywhere I look, there's a new development going in here and there and everywhere. So, uh, oh, that's great. What about your journey into real estate, Renee? How did you get into this? Sure. It was, this is what I call my second career, although I could probably dissect it further. I was a senior executive with GE uh, for most of my career, and they liked to move me about every two to three years. So uh, our family never knew where to send the Christmas cards at the end of the year. And after a while, that as much as I loved the career and how rewarding it was, it got to be taxing on the family. So we found ourselves in Naples, uh, where my parents were, and said, you know what, maybe it's time to get off the corporate train and do something else. Having collected, as you can imagine, with all of those moves, um, a lot of real estate experiences, I thought, well, I love the area. That's what's gotten me to stay here and get off this um, you know, rewarding career track. How can I put that to use with all of my experiences and deliver a real estate experience that would delight my customers? So that's how I found my way into real estate and I uh, haven't looked back since. I love it. Wow. Good for you. That's great. Now, how about when it comes to real estate myths, misconceptions, what do you hear that you can speak to? You know, it's funny. I'll start with a little bit of a, a funny story. When I left GE because I was in a high profile, high demand job and people heard I went into real estate, I literally started getting a daisy chain of calls and people were saying, hey, are you okay? Everybody thought I had a nervous breakdown that I would go from what I was doing to something so simplistic as real estate. Sure. And what I've told them is there's nothing simplistic. So one of the misconceptions is what it takes to do real estate well. It's an easy point of entry. You go and you take classes for two weeks, you study for a test, you take it, voila, you're in real estate. But what people don't realize is if you approach it as a business, 
I'm an IT manager at nine in the morning. By 10, I'm a marketing director. By 11, I'm working on my sales strategy. You know, and it, and it goes on and on, customer relations, all of that. So I love the complexity. That's number one. Yeah. Number two is people assume it's easy to do. You get in a car, you show pretty houses all day, and then you write up an offer and you submit it. And it's so much more strategic, again, if you do it right. So I'd say that's yeah. misconception number two. And the third and final one I would say is, um, I get a lot of calls for people wanting to get into real estate. When I ask them why, they're like, well, I really want more time in my schedule. When I say, then you might want to consider something else because your schedule is your client's schedule. You work when they want something. You work when they need to see something. And that means holidays. It means evenings. Now, again, you have to love what you do. But there's a reason that real estate has the highest probably failure rate, maybe next to restaurants in terms of business arrangements, um, because people think all of those things in reality, you know, it's it's a big uh, job. It's one of the most important transactions people are going to have in their lives. It's certainly financially. Wow. Yeah. And you make a good point. It really is work on demand, you know, especially down here. You know, I, I, I hear from many realtors who let me know, oh, yeah, for the next three days, so-and-so is flying in and we're, we've got, you know, for this area in Fort Myers and the next day we're going to go down to Marco and, and, and it just is, can be all consuming. And so. Uh, You've got it. My husband you know, tells me, Renee, you went from working seven days to seven days a night, but the benefit is this is where the flexibility is. I could actually choose not to work. Yeah. That is a choice. And I kiss my girls good morning and I kiss them good night. I'm in town. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing better than being your own business, right? You know, you, you can make your decisions, spend time with, with your family, make the decisions when you want to work. But yeah, to your point and your husband, you know, you, it wasn't Zig Ziglar that said, yeah, I own my own business and I only have to work half days. It's just a question of which half, you know, 12 to 12 or 12 to 12, you know, and, and uh, typically in your industry, it's, it's more for those who want to do it right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, good stuff. All right. Let's then switch over to outside of real estate. What are you doing for fun? You know, I, well, I just told you I don't have any time. <laughs> I'll, I'll put aside. We love to, I have bookends for children. So I have a almost 30 and then I have a 14 and a 15 year old. Wow. So for us, family is kind of our nucleus. We are, we have one daughter that plays statewide competitive soccer. We have another that plays tennis. Um, so we do a lot of family activities right now centered around their activities. We love to boat. We're big boaters. We go back and forth. We have a lake home up in, um, on Lake Oconee. So we boat on the lake and then we boat on the, the golf. And uh, I love the other golf. I just don't have as much time these days. So that may have to wait for retirement. I'm averaging about two to three times a year. Um, so I'm not getting any better, but I still love it. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be a, a way to shorten that game. I'm the same way. It's just, especially the way I play. I I, uh, I probably take two hours longer because I'm always chasing the balls over the course. You know, if I could learn I how know. to hit it straight, it'd probably be a, a lot, lot more fun and less time consuming. 
Well, the new Naples Beach Club um, development that's being built where the old Naples Golf and Beach Resort is, they were contemplating, they have Fazio working on the design of the course. And they were looking at it. It was built a long time ago when the drivers didn't hit them as far and the balls weren't as good. So they were contemplating, did they do, do, do a shorter 18 hole like it is? Or do they shorten it and do longer 10 holes? And I was like, yes, finally. Now I think they're going with the 18 hole because Ah. not everybody's ready to retire those extra holes. But I thought finally somebody spoke my golf language. And I was wondering, you know, at some point maybe they could design a course with walls that go, you know, alongside the fairway. So it keeps (laughs) bouncing and ricocheting off the walls and goes straight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like the falling, yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I love it. So, how about when it comes to a life challenge, hardship, Renee? What comes to mind a period of time that you were able to get through that rough patch and you can now say, hey, because of that, I'm better for it, I'm stronger? Yeah, I won't go long on this because I know we've got limited time, but I'll tell you just briefly. So, people look at where we are today, right? And they make all kinds of assumptions about how wonderful life is and, oh, it must have been whatever, right? If you go back, I told you I had bookends. I became a very young, unwed, single mother in college. So at the age of 21, midway through my college, because I was taking the long plan, I suddenly found myself responsible, solely responsible for this little bundle of joy. And I tell people, you know, that for me was a big um, life hurdle, right? Not that my daughter wasn't a blessing, but what it was going to take at a young, Mm. mature age. And I tell people when I get into those situations, whatever it might be, the only thing you can do is put one foot in front of the other. Most people get overwhelmed by looking at the macro, right? What are, how am I going to do this? Just figure out how to get through the day, how to get through the week, how to get through the month. And before you know it, you're six months down the road, you're a year past your challenge, and you realize that it was tough, but it wasn't insurmountable. And I've just always employed that for any challenges I've had is stop getting caught up in the bigger picture and figure out what the most valuable immediate steps are. And they'll all lead somewhere positive. Yeah. Wow. That is such, such great advice, Renee. I mean, it, they, they say that the, the brain can only focus on one thing at a time. And to your point, you know, if you, you get in a situation where you're just worried about what's going to happen tomorrow and next week and next month and next year. And oh my goodness. And how am I going to figure this out? And yeah, it's like, I won't even be able to get out of bed in the morning. So uh, yeah, one foot in front of the other. Love it. Love it. One thing you wish our listeners knew about the Renee Han group, what would that be? Uh, The one thing I would like people to know is we all think we're different, right? We all think we're special. And the reality is there's 7,000 realtors, maybe more than that in the area. But what we pride ourselves on is we truly are boutique. And by that, I mean, I limit the number of customers I have because I would rather stay small volume, high impact, than throw out big numbers with impersonal services. So One of the things when I got into real estate that I reflected on was I never, and I I moved a lot. I told you every two to three years, I never heard from a realtor after the closing. All of my customers, my very first customer ever in real estate would tell you they hear from me. 
They hear from me on their birthdays. They hear from me on their anniversaries. They hear from me at holidays. I hold events. So for me, it's not, the money will come. It's the relationship. And it's why I'm almost 100% referral based. Um, You know, I don't go do cold leads. I do them sometimes, but that's just more for my team members to have as they get started. Um, So that's what I would like people to know is we are a personalized boutique service that is there to match your needs and make sure that not only do you accomplish your goal, but it feels good at the end of it because you had a good experience. I love it. Love it. Well, I know we have listeners who want that good experience. How do they get in touch? Well, there's a couple of different ways. You can always call me. I'm pretty darn responsive at 239-287-2576, or you can find me at www.yournaplesexpert.com. There's lots of resources out there. If you're not ready to talk to me, take advantage of those until you are. Well, super. Well, Renee, really appreciate you spending time with us, and we wish you the absolute best going forward there. You as well, Charlie, you're doing great things in the community, and I know you're going to be set up for a spectacular 2022. Oh, my gosh, 2022. (laughs) But thank you so much for taking the time to showcase businesses. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.